wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real, about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away, or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us, or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors. We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success through vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Welcome back to another episode of Dissecting Success. It's me, Blair Kaplan Venables. Teresa couldn't be here today, but that's okay because I have a new friend, my new business manager, Q Johnson here. And I'm so excited because I just met her while we were filming for my story in Nashville. You remember, I'm going to be on a TV show. She's going to be on that show too. And I met her and it's funny because I met her and we accidentally met because we were like kind of in the background of someone's photo shoot. And then later on there was a reception and we sat down and I know I just met you, Q, but I was like, holy shit, I feel like I've known you forever. And we just hit it off. So who is Q? She was born and raised on the south side of Chicago in the historical Inglewood neighborhood. Q Johnson quickly learned the importance of hard work and properly using your voice. At the age of 16, she attributes landing her first retail management and management training for 20 years and managing over 400 million in retail sales to her success. She is so phenomenal. She had a, a show called the Purple Girls Show on Blog Talk Radio, and she born that, born that, she bored it. <laughs> she burst it in her bedroom just with a cell phone and a computer. And I love that because she had over 150,000 listeners. And what I love about that, it shows that you can literally use your phone and start this huge empire. You don't need to have all the technology and everything you need. You just need to have your voice and your passion. You know, from there, she landed some really cool experiences like, you know, doing commentary on TMZ, which I love TMZ. You know, she did some media coverage with BET Hip Hop Awards. She's just absolutely phenomenal. But right now she is the founder of 529 Management, which is a lifestyle branding and uh, brand management company. And she helps brands across the world tap into their core values by being recognized and trusted by their target market while standing up for the competition. When I read this last little thing I'm going to share with you, my jaw dropped because I had no idea because she's so humble. But uh, she's been featured in over 200 national publications. 200. That's a lot, Q. Oh, my gosh. Huffington Post, New York Weekly, Business Insider, Yahoo, Fox, and so much more. She speaks, has an Amazon bestselling author, um, uh, authored book, and she's here with you and me today. Hello, Q. Hello. I was waiting for a drum roll. Hi, Blair. <laughs> oh First of God. all, let me say something. You are like amazeballs. Like you are so dope. I felt like we known each other for 12 million years. We even did, you guys, just let me share this before we go like totally into it. We even had like a mini 
spa time in Blair's hotel room. Like we was like, oh my God, we need eye patches. We're tired. We needed to get the puffiness from under our eyes. And we sat there and we talked like it felt so college. And you are so amazing and resilient. Oh. oh. And so authentic. I just need everybody across the country, across every continent, across the globe to hear your story and know who you are because you deserve to be heard. And I'm just so proud of you. And thank you for having me today. Thank you. And you know what, Q, this is about you because when you shared your story with me, I just, Mm -hmm. wow. So like, before we dive into you and your Mm -hmm. story, I just want to know, you know, what does success mean to you? Oh, success to me is peace and joy. That's what success is to me. I don't want happiness because I feel like happiness is temporary. Like we could be happy in the moment, but joy can transcend. Joy can be a part of you every day. Success is what you make it. So whatever I'm feeling in a specific accomplishment or an accolade or just a just the waking up every day, that is success to me. I don't put a, a monetary value on success. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so waking up every day. This is waking where I want, because you told me your story. Yeah. Yeah. Want to dive into your story a little bit yeah. about like your upbringing in Inglewood? Like yeah. I've never been there. Like <laughs> I live like very far from you in a different country, but like I I, I know of Inglewood, yeah. especially because like yeah. you know Hollywood, <laughs> the yeah. news. So let's well, talk about your life. Yeah. Well, Inglewood is the total opposite of Hollywood. Um, Hollywood is in California. Inglewood is in there is an Inglewood, California, but we're Inglewood, Chicago. Uh, Illinois, which is one of the uh, most prominent communities actually in in Chicago, and at one point was deemed the murder capital of the United States at one point. Uh, Chicago even got the nickname Chirac due to the gun violence at one point, uh, which is really, really sad. The interesting part about Inglewood is it's so community, but it's the most separated well put together community in the world. And and let me explain. Yes, we have the gang violence. Uh, Yes, we have the the, the drug issues and things like that that happen within that community. But it was at a point when I was growing up, we all stuck together. Community stuck together. And and as as divisive as that sounds, it was like we would come together, but there were still trials and tribulations. And for me and my household was uh, growing up with two drug addicted parents. My mom was on drugs and my dad was actually an alcoholic and a drug addict. So it was like pick a struggle. Um, my father was actually a functioning addict. He was one who went to work every day, um, but his, his problem drained his pockets and actually ended his life at the age of 47. My mom did drugs all the way up until maybe like my early 20s. So from, from my early 20s up until when she passed two years ago, my mom was like 22 years clean. And uh, when I talk about resilience, and when you say that, Blair, that was, that was my mom. When she stopped doing drugs, she stopped cold turkey. No rehab, no therapy, and never, ever backslid, not once, in that recovery. Wow. That's to me, that's a great example of resilience. So, you know, I grew up, I grew up feeling um, lost, alone, lonely. 
And uh, I had a lot of people putting terrible word curses on me. Like, I'm not going to be shit when I grow up. You know, you're going to be just like your parents. You're going to have a house full of babies. Like all of those things. And I just really hope they're eating those words right now. And I would really like to know how it tastes. They are. They're eating those words because (laughs) like you're still waking up every day, which is success. Right. And I think, thank you for sharing that. And, you know, you also shared that like you had a brother. Yes. What happened there? So my brother, my, my, my little brother, he was actually two years younger than me now. Let me, let me make it clear for the world. Now, although uh, we, were, we were technically first cousins, but due to the situation of my parents, we grew up in the same household. So that was my brother. My little brother was murdered um, like eight months before my mother passed. So oh, I didn't realize murdered. it was so soon. I thought it was a long yeah. time ago. No, 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 no. He, he was, he was murdered in April of 2020. Uh, and my mother actually went on a ventilator December of 2020. So 2020 was, was like throw the whole year away. He was murdered in, uh, in Harvey, Illinois, here in a, a suburb of uh, Illinois, 30 bullets to the body. And now I'm on a $30 million run because I want a million dollars for every bullet that entered his body. Wow. That's my goal. What are you going to do with that $30 million? Uh, we're definitely going to um, create a center community, a village prayerfully for families that have been affected by gun violence mm-hmm. and, and helping them become resilient. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. I'm so sure. sorry. Oh my God. I can't even imagine that. Like, I didn't realize it was so close together, yeah. um, you know, losing your mom that's its own separate fresh hell, especially in COVID. And I'm so sorry you went through all that. And while yeah. you were going through all this, while in a pandemic, you were running a business. Yeah, it was crazy because mom went on a ventilator December 6th. Uh, and then and not to mention tragedy on top of tragedy because my mother resided in Orlando, Florida. So it was a back and forth thing. And this, you know, just trying to nurse her back to health but every day just watching her decline like that um I think it was it was more mentally draining than actually hearing that she transitioned because watching somebody decline like that um and seeing their body morph into different changes and the swelling and you know the flipping her back and forth trying to get her strong enough to trach her it was it was so mentally mentally draining and then when she transitioned getting her flown back to Chicago and you know following her final wishes and you know and she's buried directly next to her mother my grandmother which was one of her final wishes so they're literally right next to each other and in the midst of that still running a business because time stops for nobody yes clients were empathetic and sympathetic to what was going on but business still had to run and that right there showed me a different, uh, different value of who I am. Like you could get through something. You, you, you're fighting for your life mentally while your mother's fighting for her life while still upholding multiple clients. It was, it was the most 
disrespectful thing ever. <laughs> it's really, it's rude. I get it. I was there too. Like yeah. my mom suddenly died, like learned she had cancer and then died three weeks later. And I yeah. run a business and I don't have like anyone to fart. Like I don't have any employees and it, like, I don't know what you guys have in the U S but sometimes when you have a job, you get bereavement leave, you get time off to like mourn the loss. There was no bereavement leave. No. There's any of that when you're your own boss and no. you, you are running the business. Um, that actually you should teach a class on that Blair because that's a whole separate set of resilience. <laughs> what breathing? Breathing yeah. and depending on your oh. as an entrepreneur. Yeah. As a business owner, that the mental capacity that you have to try to uphold to, to save yourself. Yeah. And you're in survival mode. Like I, you go into this like survival mode. I definitely dropped the ball on some clients. Some were empathetic, Mm -hmm. some were not. So the ones that were, I was like, bye. And then some, you know, like then some were just patient with me because they knew my situation and they know I'm good at my job. Just something that would take me less time now took me a bit more time because, you know, in between waves of crying my face off, I was productive. And I'm sure like, like, man, you know, okay. I was telling people my, but people would say, Q, how are you? And I would just say, I'm crying and grinding. That was the only explanation I had. I'm crying and grinding because I can't stop. Yeah. Like people just ask me how I am. I'm like, terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, how do you think I am? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Um, Okay. So like, thank you for sharing all that. So five to nine management. Okay. Wait, one more thing before we dive into that. One of the things that really stood out when I met you is that you said to me, I am not the statistic. I am not. What does that mean? I am not. um, I will not let anybody, any human being on this planet define who I am. I am not what I went through. I am not a product of my environment in the way that society deems it. I am a product of my environment of what can come from it, pushing forward and moving forward and finding your way out, being resourceful. Growing myself, learning who I am internally and externally, loving myself. So no, you you can't deem me as a statistic or you can't define who I am. I am not that. I am Q Johnson. And that's who I am and always will be until my dying day. Mike drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this. This is what I'm working with you. It's like you're so inspirational. Let's talk about 529 management. Like what Let's talk about what, it. what is it? Because I signed on with you and I'm like, I got a booking manager. I have someone you know, I have a manager and everyone's like, what does that mean? I'm like, I have someone helping me grow my business, get me booked on stages and like getting me paid. Like yes. I, you can't do yes. it all on your own. I, my business is 15. I, I just started bringing on people to help me VAs, OBMs. I mean, I've always had graphic designers, but like you can't grow without growing your team. And I was looking for the right person. And I didn't even go to her website when I was like, I just want to work with you. Like, let's make some shit happen. But I want like, let's dive into what 529 management is for everyone. And like, what, what is it that you do? And why yes. do people need someone like you? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I'm going to tie in two stories into that because 529 management was birthed from my original brand, which was the Purple Girl Show brand. So that, of course, was an internet radio station that I started in my bedroom with a cell phone and computer, as you said earlier. And I grew myself to over 30,000 listeners um, that first year at the time, just only we were only on using Twitter platform at that time. And we were interviewing anybody and everybody you can think of from pillars in the community, elected officials, artists, entertainers, reality stars, NBA players, their mothers, everybody. We were we were interviewing 
everyone. But so I love, that, sorry, NBA players' mothers? Yes, their oh, moms. <laughs> Dwight Howard's mom, um, Mrs. Cheryl Howard, she is amazing. I even, I even stayed with them for a week during the duration of one of their basketball camps, assisting with their basketball camps in Atlanta, in their home with Mr. and Mrs. Howard, uh, Dwight Howard's parents. It was so crazy. Like, and I just thought about that. I forget about a lot of stuff that I've done in the past. So with that being said, that brought um, hosting gigs, of course. Um, I was speaking on panels, um, interviewing at the, the top, top events in, in the city of Chicago. And people were always asking me, you know, cute, like, how are you doing this? Because uh, in 2015, I came on board with an internet radio station, a physical station. And not only was I a radio personality, I became the communications director as well. It was so weird. Don't ask me how I was doing both jobs. So people would say, Q, how are you doing all of this? You, um, you're marketing and branding and getting noticed and getting seen. And a lot of people had questions. So I was like, hold up. Two questions is a conversation. Three is a consultation. I need to start a business. So that Tau 529 Management was born. <laughs> that's, that's Sir, I need to hear that. What did you, sorry, I was muted. I couldn't find the unmute button. I got excited. <laughs> what was that? Two, two is a, what did you just say? Two questions is a conversation. Three is a consultation. Oh my so God, I need to write need that to start down. start a business. <laughs> I'm writing that down too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love that. Yeah, and so that's how 529 Management was born. So it was born because of all the questions that I was getting from people. And I realized that a lot of people were getting um, false information uh, from, from so-called gurus and experts who were charging like thousands of dollars to tell them surface bullshit. Um, what couldn't even get to the root of the problem to even help them develop um, a brand from the ground up. And, you know, and then people were, tapping into certain areas of entrepreneurship that they weren't ready for. You skipped five or six steps. How did you even get here when you haven't even built the foundation? Mm -hmm. So it just came from a lot of people not knowing that I felt like I have so much valuable information. I need to help aspiring seasoned and veteran entrepreneurs. So we initially started with full service branding where we were doing the full brand development from the full graphic and web design, uh, actually creating all the messaging, communication, the actual, the actual mood boards. We were doing everything, everything. And then we um, introduced for seasoned and veteran entrepreneurs who were already there but needed to go to the next level. We started doing media placement, whether that's digital or print publications, TV segments, digital billboards, full podcast production, ghost writing for a lot of these uh, high-end six and seven figure earners who do not have time to ghost write their eBooks, content creation. So we were like doing it all, branding masterclasses. And then I'm speaking everywhere. So that's 529 Management in a nutshell. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. So you do like everything. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Every, everything. Um, but coming into 2023, we eliminated multiple services because we wanted to be effective with the, uh, with the clients that we work with. And we didn't no longer want to spread ourselves thin. So we took a step back and we analyzed the, the services as a whole and where we are getting the most results. So that kind of wiped out some things for the startups and the mm -hmm. aspiring entrepreneurs. Uh, because in order for us to take people to the next level, we have to work with people who are already ready to go to the next level. So to not like leave them out, the startups and the inspiring entrepreneurs, 
we do have classes and seminars and conferences and things like that to, to cater to them, but we just can't work with them one-on-one -on -one like we work with you, Blair. Yeah. yeah. And that's fair. Like, you know, I'm only, I'm 15 years into the business. Like there's an yeah. investment. There's, you yeah. know, I, I believe there's three types of currency, currency of time, currency of energy, currency of money. Yeah. You're using yeah. one of those. Right. And in the yes. beginning it's, you know, energy and yeah. time, but like once yeah. you make the money, you can exchange it. And, you know, I think, I think what you're doing is so important because, you know, entrepreneurs try to do it all themselves, especially when it's yeah. like a service base, like me or you. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, you have like, you have the credibility and the clout, like, you know, you started the purple girl, sh girl show and like had very prolific guests and, you know, yeah. companies like, like TMZ, like, how did that happen? How did they reach out to you? No, it was crazy. I think I made a comment on something on Twitter. I said something, I, I, actually, I gave them a compliment and it was funny because TMZ never gets a compliment because I thought one of their headlines at the time was so freaking hilarious. And I think it started with the tweet and then that's when I got an inbox and then it just, it went from there. I love it. Yeah. Do, you, do you still do that? Uh, I haven't in a while. Um, I actually took a, a back seat because Birth in 529 Management uh, put me in the back seat to put my clients in the forefront. Mm -hmm. So my goal and focus is to, to push my clients and make sure that we're executing and get the results that they need. But this year, people will see more of Q in the forefront. This yeah. year. <laughs> so he's back. <laughs> I love it. Welcome back, Q. Okay. So what do you like? You've had like quite the journey. Like what's a, one of the lessons you've learned a really hard way? Like what's a lesson you learned the hard way? Um, one of the lessons that I learned the hard way was, and I just recently, that's funny that you're asking that question because I was just asked this question in a feature I was in and rolling out. Um, one of the, one of the, the hard things for me that I learned too late was not investing in my intellectual property, property earlier on. Um, that was one of the worst things uh, that I could have done. Um, and I, and I, I suggest this to every entrepreneur, get you a coach or a mentor. It saves you thousands of dollars mm -hmm. down the line and it can help you scale your business so much faster. We cannot go into entrepreneurship or business just thinking that we know it all. And as you said, we, you can't be the CEO, the COO, the receptionist, the, the assistant, the grad, you can't, it's, it's not gonna work. And making that investment later on, I wish I would have did it in the beginning because I would have saved myself thousands of dollars. And hours. Yes, and mental capacity. Yeah, I wish I, you and know, I, I didn't. Saved, and I would have saved a lot of money not buying all that tequila. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I wish like I was 23 when my business started. I didn't even really understand coaches and mentors. And that's why like when I do yeah. mentor and coach, it's because I learned a lot of shit the hard way. So like my clients yeah. don't have to, yeah. and, you know, yeah. like that's actually really good advice. Like I, yeah. I did a lot of figuring it out, but like, you don't have to figure it out. Um, you do not. No, you do not. No, and I'm and no. I'm over figuring it out. I'll make yeah. a phone call. I understand my 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 weaknesses and my strengths. And for those weaknesses, I leave it to the experts and just show me and tell me what to do. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> right. Yeah. So what are like what are some of your goals for this year, like 2023? Like what are some big things that you're working towards with 529 or personally? Oh my God. Well, oh, I got a list. 
So first and <laughs> foremost is to attract more uh, clients as yourself. I love the I love the clients who come already packaged. Um, that's that's the fun part for us because during that pitch, I get to swag out and talk shit because you know my client has a proven track record. How can you tell her no? How or how can you tell him no? Like what are we talking about here? And and I love negotiating, so that's going to be the fun part for me. So definitely attracting more top tier clients, more corporate clients as well. And um, for 529 management for the brand of the business. And then the my uh, goals for me this year for the personal brand focusing on Q Johnson, the brand surgeon, is actually um, more teaching, more speaking, getting more involved. I want to get down and dirty with people and things to actually bring out the best in them. I want to be known for, for understanding the temperature of where we are right now in this climate of the world with business owners and entrepreneurs and helping them achieve those things that they need to achieve. And then of course, like, well, we're going to be on TV. I like, you're going to oh see this. Gosh. Oh, and, then, yeah. and, of, and of course, like share my story with the world on, on Amazon prime. So yeah. And, and, and being, a, and also personally for me as well, I want to take this time to be a better mother. So I'm working on a lot of things internally. I want to be a better friend, I want to be a better sister. Um, yeah. All of those things. Yeah. And you know what? You will. Like, it's yeah. it's interesting, like, because you just said your mom passed away two years ago, right? Yeah. Same with yeah. me. My, what was the yeah. date your mom passed? January 28th, 2021. My mom was, and like, February 23rd, 2021. Wow. Like, and I, like, and then my dad like a year later. So it's been just over a year since my dad passed and two years since my mom. And now I'm feeling like I could fully function. Like it's hard to, it's hard to be out of survival mode. Like even, you know, like I I feel like my sister and I are just finally, like my sister helps with the global resilience project, Alana. Yeah. Like we're just able to like elevate that now because when you're in such deep grief and mourning a loss, it is so hard. And so like the goals you've set for yourself coming out of such a like heavy period are yeah. so epic. And the fact that you went from like grieving your brother and your mom to like getting on Amazon prime and yeah. like yeah. up leveling your business and like stepping yeah. up to be a better mom, better sister, better friend. Yes. That's huge because that yeah. shows, you know, that you have bounced forward, you know, resilience is bouncing forward and that you're now in this new level of life. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels good. And it feels good when you can, um, I mean, it's, it, for me, it's like the whole Michael Jackson song. I'm starting with the man in the mirror, Yeah, <laughs> you know, own up to your bullshit, own up to it, own up to the, the role that you play in your foolery and make it right. Make it better yeah. with the people who you believe are valuable to you in those relationships that are worth having and not losing. And mm-hmm. what people don't understand is, uh, if you don't do self-improvement personally, it affects the professional. It affects you professionally. And it, and it can spill over into your business because that happened to me before as well. So I'm, I'm not saying it to, to, to tell somebody what to do. I'm speaking it from experience. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, from pure experience. Yeah. And I'm just it. excited to be in this space of, of me. <laughs> the space of Q. I, the space I love of it. Q, yeah. The space of me. So you land. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for it. 
if people want to get into your space, how can they find you? Yes, 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 yes. You can definitely, you can definitely get in our space. You can go to our website, which is 529, the numbers, not the spelling, 529management.com. You can find us on Instagram as well at 529management. And then you can find me on Instagram at I am Q Johnson, Q-U-E Johnson.com. Amazing. Okay, so mm-hmm. Q. Yes. What advice do you have for those entrepreneurs, oh. those business owners who are on their path to success? Don't let your dreams die in the most fertile place in the world, the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there are too many people that are in their final resting places um, with multi-million dollar ideas, innovative breakthroughs, and regrets. I want everybody to live the life they deserve and desire. Yes. That Mm -hmm. is such important advice. Don't, and like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's funny because I'm doing all these things. Like I'm traveling a lot. I'm investing in my, myself, my, you know, I'm donating and I have people in the financial industry, like Blair, put some like, Hey, away for the rain when it rains or bullshit. I'm like, what am I going to die with all my money? Like I have cool things I want to work on and do now while I'm alive. Like, what am I sitting around and waiting for? Yes. Right? I just want, I want, I want to have joy and peace. That's my level of success. <laughs> mm-hmm. Joy and peace. Joy and, and peace. Yes. Joy and peace. Um, yes. Hugh, you're amazing. And so are you. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, I appreciate you coming on dissecting for success. Sure. This was such a treat and thank you for everyone who turned in, turned up, tuned in, tuned out. All, paused. all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoever did all the things, you know, I hope you're, I hope you're pulling over and like pausing and going to the show notes and reading more about Q and clicking on her links. She's a joy to like, you know, it feels like I've known you forever and it's only been it like does. a week or two. I know, right? It's so crazy. I know. Like, I love we, it. We met, contract signed and boom, here we yeah. are. It's, we, it's so had, crazy. We had a business meeting in my hotel room. The, the, <laughs> one night it was, one night it was a spa. The next night it was an office. <laughs> It was. Yeah. So much fun. So much yeah, fun. I'm and, excited. It's so good. So yeah. at, well, I guess follow her journey, follow my journey. Yes. You're going to see what she can do for me. And if you want her yeah. to do that for you, you know, definitely reach out. And thank you to everyone who spent some time with us. Let us into your ears, your eyes, your heart, your day. And without further ado, thank you, my friends. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more.